0: Welcome to Consecration Day. just want to say, as you do this, if you felt, I don't know if I can do it because I have not done this perfectly, that is okay. You can still consecrate yourself to Jesus through Mary. One thing that is really important about this is St. Teresa of Calcutta says, The Lord has called me to be faithful, not successful. So this is one thing you'll hopefully do every year or the rest of your life. That's the whole idea of Mary consecration. And then invite more and more people to do it, to be more zealous for souls, and to spread the gospel through Mary's intercession. So, Father Gately says, congratulations, you've made it to Consecration Day. Now, get ready for a gloriously new morning in your spiritual life. Of course, you're already ready. You've been faithful and faithfully preparing for this moment for the last 33 days. So here are just three things I recommend by way of final preparation firstly make a good confession but if you don't have time to do so before the consecration then from your heart tell the Lord you're sorry for your sins and make a resolution to go to confession as soon as you possibly can secondly write out or print up the prayer of consecration so you can sign it right after you right after you recited it Thirdly, get a miraculous medal to wear around your neck as a sign of your consecration, or at least get one and put it in your purse or wallet. Again, these three things are recommendations they are not essential to the consecration. The prayer of consecration. Okay, so you're ready to make your consecration. Now you'll need the right prayer. You can use the one that follows below, or one from the saints, or one of the ones you can write yourself. Whatever prayer you use, I recommend that you recite it after attending Mass or even after receiving Holy Communion. If you can't go to Mass, you can still make the consecration. Mass is highly recommended, but not essential. With or without Mass, after you recite the consecration prayer, I suggest that you sign it, date it, and keep it in a place that is safe. Anyway, once again, here's a 33 Days of Morning Glory prayer. consecration that summarizes the main ideas of our four marian giants which says i insert name here a repentant sinner renew and ratify today in your hands O immaculate mother the vows of my baptism i renounce satan and resolve to follow jesus christ even more closely than before mary i give you my heart please set it on fire with love for jesus make it always attentive to his burning thirst for love and for souls. Keep my heart in your most pure heart, that I may love Jesus and the members of his body with your own perfect love. Mary, I entrust myself totally to you, my body and soul, my goods, both interior and exterior, and even the value of all my good actions. Please make of me, of all that I am and have, whatever most pleases you. Let me be a fit instrument in your immaculate and merciful hands, for bringing the greatest glory possible to God. If I fall, please lead me back to Jesus. Wash me in the blood and water that flow from his pure side. And help me never to lose my trust in this fountain of love and mercy. With you, O Immaculate Mother, who, you who always do the will of God, I unite myself to the perfect consecration of Jesus as he offers himself in the Spirit to the Father for the life of the world. Amen after consecration. What comes after we make Marian consecration? Lots of grace and a gloriously new morning. But as morning turns into day, we may begin to wonder how we should live out our consecration. Do we just make it once and then forget about it? No. The following three points will help us live it out to the full. The words are renewal, attitude, and devotion. Renewal. Louis de Montfort recommends that we renew our consecration at least once on the same day, through though he would encourage us to renew it more frequently. Pope John Paul renewed his consecration to Mary every day. For daily renewal, you can use the formula that we recite on Consecration Day, or we can pray a shorter version such as this one Mary, my mother, I give myself totally to you as your possession and property. Please make of me of all that I am and have whatever most pleases you. Let me be a fit instrument in your immaculate and merciful hands for bringing the greatest glory possible to God. Another way to renew or even deepen our Marian consecration is by making this retreat 33 Days of Morning Glory with a group or groups from your parish. The group retreat, which includes a retreat companion and accompanying DVD, is a great way to enrich Our understanding of Marian consecration. The group retreat also happens to be the first stage of an evangelization and faith formation initiative called Hearts of Fire Parish-based Programs for the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. To learn more about this group, see the information pages at the end of this book. The second word is attitude. How should we live out our Marian consecration? What kind of Marian attitude should we have? This is difficult to explain fully and it will vary from person to person. Even our four saints differ in their way of a, they express it. Still, they share the essentials. St. Louis de Montfort says that it's not enough to give ourselves to Mary just once and then be on our way. He believes that we need to enter into the spirit of consecration, which requires an interior dependence on Mary. In other words, he explains that we should do everything with Mary, in Mary, through Mary, and for Mary, so as to do it all the more perfectly with Jesus, through Jesus, and for Jesus. De Montfort homes in especially on the, on the with Mary idea and describes it using language that St. Maximilian Kolbe will later adopt. Quote The essential practice of this devotion is to perform our actions with Mary we must have habitual recourse to Our Lady, becoming one with her and adopting her intentions. In other words, we must become an instrument in Mary's hands for her to act in us and do with us what she pleases. For the greater glory of the Father, in this way we pursue our interior life and make spiritual progress only in dependence on Mary. Quote. While Colby describes his consecration to Mary in a similar way, to this citation, he believes that no fixed formula exists for living the consecration. He thinks that Mary herself needs to teach us what it means. I don't know anything, either in theory and still less, practice, less in practice, about how one can serve the Immaculata. She must alone instruct each one of us at every moment and lead us, end quote. To receive Mary's instructions, we need to turn to her through humble prayer and reflect on the loving experience of her intercession in our daily life. In sum, for Colway, we learn the attitude of consecration by relying on Mary's powerful intercession, experiencing her tender care, speaking to her from our hearts, letting ourselves be led by her, having recourse to her in all things, and entrusting her completely. Also, Colby would say that our consecration to Mary should have an apostolic spirit that seeks to inspire others to make the consecration. For as we learned earlier, Mary consecration is not just the quickest, easiest, and surest way to holiness for you and me, but for everyone. And thus, it's, most efficient, it's the most efficient way to bring the whole word of, to God in Christ. excuse me, the whole world to God in Christ. For St. Teresa, the living out of Mary consecration is essentially an attitude of the heart. More specifically, it's living with and in Mary's Immaculate Heart. This attitude is described in in detail in her Consecration Covenant, which we read earlier. Moreover, the context of her entire consecration is found in a kind of compassion on Jesus who thirsts for love and for souls, so for Teresa, the attitude of living the consecration is one of allowing Mary to bring us to the cross of Jesus, of letting her quiet us so we can hear Jesus' painful thirst, and of asking her to teach us to console Jesus with her own pure love. Pope John Paul II finds a core of how we should live out our entrustment to Mary in words from the Gospel of John. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. In other words, he finds the attitude of entrustment as bringing Mary into everything that makes up one's inner life. As the Pope's Pope of Suffering, he also gives us a co-redemptive em- emphasis on his theology of Mary entrustment. He does this while he points out that we, that she, was most fully united to Christ in his redemptive consecration of himself on the cross which helps us to unite ourselves to the, to the same consecration. In other words, Mary helps us to offer up our own crosses, she reminds us not to waste our suffering, and she gives us the courage to be co-redeemers with Christ. See Colossians 1.24. Of course, in a way that is subordinate and united to Christ. What we see in all these saints, however, they express it, is that we should draw close to Mary, lovingly depend on her, Speak to her from our hearts, have confidence in her powerful intercession, and share with her our joys, sorrows, and sufferings. Having said this, being consecrated to Mary is not based on feelings or constant mindfulness of Mary, as a beautiful as such mindfulness is. According to St. Maximin Colby, the proper attitude of those who are consecrated to Mary flows not so much from reason or emotions, but from the will. St. Maximilian Kolbe says, It is not ne- all ne- at all necessary that the thought of the Immaculata should occur to one's mind, for the essence of our union with her does not consist in thought, memory, sentiment, but within our will. Continue to say, We belong to her even if we do, do not constantly repeat this concrete offering, because we consecrated ourselves to her once, and we never have to take take back our consecration. Even when we are not thinking of it, Mary directs every one of our actions, prearranges all circumstances, repairs the damage of our falls, and leads us lovingly toward heaven. And through us, she is pleased to implant good ideas, sentiments, and examples everywhere in order to save souls and lead them to the good Jesus. End quote. So, While St. Louis and de Montfort says we must never go to our Lord except through Mary, Coley teaches us that this going through her does not always have to be a conscious act. He would surely say that it's a good thing to explicitly turn to Mary, but not necessary to do this every time we turn to Jesus. He believes that once we've consecrated ourselves to Mary and develop a habitual dependence on her, we always do go to Jesus with her, even if we're not thinking of it. It's like this. Let's say that a husband loves his wife and has to leave her for a business trip far from home. While he's traveling, meeting clients, filling out reports, his wife is still with him in his his heart, even if he's not explicitly thinking of her at that time. So it is with us when Mary is in our hearts when we're fully consecrated to Mary, when we've developed a relationship of childlike dependence on her motherly care, she's always with us whenever we pray, just as Jesus is always with us whenever we pray to the Father. This later point is true. For example, even if we don't explicitly turn to Jesus when we say our Father, Colby's main idea here is that the Father, the Son, and Mary who is always united with the Holy Spirit while remaining a creature, do not live along parallel lines. Rather, Jesus, Mary, and the Holy Spirit are always united together in one movement of upward movement upward to the Father. And whenever we turn to one of them, we join all of them in their one upward movement. In other words, they're not in competition. They do not take away from each other. Rather, they form a unity and work as a team, though with different roles, to bring all back to the Father. I'd like to emphasize one important point before we conclude. While it's true that the effects of Mary's consecration hold even when we're not thinking about Mary, living the consecration does require some effort. After all, deep relationship relationships require communication and work, And this definitely applies to our relationship with Mary. The communication part refers to developing a loving dependence on her and turning to her in prayer, which we've already learned about about in this section and about which we'll learn even more about next week. The work part refers to avoiding sin, which breaks both Jesus and Mary's hearts. Let me be clear. To be fully consecrated to Mary does not mean we won't still sin. However, it means that we should have a sincere resolution to avoid at least all mortal sin and that we should strive to grow in virtue and holiness. This is such a crucial part of Marian consecration. As you recall, DeMofford begins his prayer of consecration with a renewal of our baptismal promises to reject Satan and sin and follow jesus more closely in conclusion if we're fully consecrated to mary then she works in our lives augments our good works and cares for us and our loved ones even when we don't have recourse to her moreover with the holy spirit she leads us to jesus regardless of whether or not we're thinking of her such is the power of her powerful of her power of her motherhood such is the mother of mary consecration because of this greatness of this gift we should strive all the more to unite ourselves with mary and aim to do everything through her with her and in her at least our grat- out of gratitude we should make it our aim to have an attitude of growing of mindfulness and dependence on her yet there should be be more at work here than just trying to be grateful to Mary. For the more we belong to her, the more she can use us to accomplish God's will, most perfect will. Indeed, the more we unite ourselves to Mary, the more she can bring us into the deepest possible intimacy with Jesus. This is a mystery that she herself will teach us, a lesson will learn from the experience of loving her care, her loving care, than from studying it in books. Devotion. To help us deepen our attitude of loving dependence on Mary, it's good to practice Marian devotions, especially those that are connected to Marian consecration. The preeminent one among these is the rosary. The rosary fosters in us an attitude that I just described in the previous section. When we pray the rosary, our focus should be on the mysteries of the life of Jesus, Let the Hail Marys, which faithfully flow in the background, foster in us the habitual attitude of being with Mary even when we're going to Jesus. In other words, even if we're th- we weren't, aren't thinking of the words of each Hail Mary, the words are still there, helping us to contemplate Christ. For a full treatment of the rosary, see the appendix. It's also encouraged to start Novenas, a nine-day prayer. You can also get icons, which are images that are printed and painted or written to help us have a deeper devotion to a saint or a biblical scene. Taking pilgrimages in the Diocese of Green Bay, we're blessed to have a few Marian shrines. There's Our Lady of Good Help, the National Shrine, and also approved by the Vatican the only one in the United States. There's also Holy Hill, and we have Our Lady of Guadalupe. There's also feast days. It is important to celebrate feast days, and it is important to honor Our Lady in that. These are great days to help oneself grow in the Immaculate Heart of Mary. There's also the first Saturday devotion, which was introduced right after the Fatima, Revelations, and Apparitions. As you close, know my prayers for you. And if there's anything I can do for you, please directly message me, and I'll do whatever I can to help you on your journey to deeper devotion to Mary and consecration to Mary. And may Almighty God bless you and your intentions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.